0: No fluff. Don't worry about your dick, that's gonna come later. No lies.
1: I just masturbated.
0: Just real women.
1: Cock rings. Cock rings.
0: Talking real sex.
1: I am so bruised on my girl bits.
0: Sex gets real. Sex gets so real.
1: So real up in here.
0: With Dawn.
1: What's the most sensitive part of your cock? And Dylan. Let's talk about the elusive clip.
0: Now get ready to get real.
1: Eating pussy. There you have it. Hey everybody, it's Dawn. And Dylan. And we are here with lots of goodness, like always. Yay!
0: Yeah, tons.
1: Yeah, tons. We have some awesome stuff and emails from you guys and a rant and porn and all kinds of stuff. All kinds of shit. All kinds of shit. Good advice. Good discussions. Yeah, and just us.
0: Just um, us. Let's be honest. Let's
1: be honest. honest. Let's be honest. That's the best part. That's all we need. It's just us. Because okay. we're badass. Fuck yeah. Yeah. All right. And I have like a little bit of a sinus infection or something. Sibulus, sibulus, sibulus. So that's. What? <laughs> you know
0: how you have to do a little sound check? Yes. Sound check.
1: Was that oh, your sound check? That was my sound check. Okay. Well, you did very well. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: As somebody was saying in some of the podcasts, it's like, you don't want your peas to pop.
1: <laughs> maybe i do want my piece to pop <laughs> Alrighty. well we're gonna start with an email from carrie who is in oklahoma city oklahoma word hi Yay. carrie hey middle of the country all right so Car- carrie introduced us to something new it says, Dawn and Dylan, have you guys been to the Instagram page Dilfs of Disneyland? <laughs> I can't stop looking at it. I go there when I'm sad. I go there when I'm happy. I go there when I'm horny. It's great. You should check it out. And I'd love to listen to your girl's opinion on it. Here's a link. So Dilfs, Dads I'd Like to Fuck. Yeah. It's literally an Instagram account. It has 212,000 followers. Wow. Two hundred and twelve thousand. Two hundred and twelve thousand followers. Yeah. And people literally take pictures of attractive dads at Disneyland and send them in and then it goes up on this Instagram account.
0: Wow. So it's
1: just dads at Disneyland. Yeah. With their kids. And it's dilfs of Disneyland. Dilfs of Disneyland.
0: It's so like funny that it's dads are like the fuck that go to Disneyland. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like some sort of sacrilegious thing about fucking thinking about fucking dads at
1: Disneyland. Well, I think too part of what the appeal is is like here's here's dudes being all like dadly and that's cute. They're They're little girls and they have got like huge biceps and like you know whatever. I did look at a couple of the pictures. Some of them aren't that great, but some of them are hot. Yeah, and it's totally like sexist and wrong, but some of them are hot.
0: Oh, you know what? That brings me to a good question. Okay, I mean a good bit of conversation on the side note, here we digress again. Okay. There was this thing that a friend and I were talking about this weekend as we were going into the International Motorcycle Show, which was here at the convention center in DC last weekend. And you know how there's lots of hot women who the motorcycle companies have to mm. model their products and yada yada. So of course I objectify them all. <laughs> okay? okay. But <laughs> But, you know, and here, like, I'm very proud that they share their assets and put them out for all to view. You know what I mean? So I would think that you want me to appreciate them. So I do look at them and, you know, sometimes make a comment that would warrant me getting slapped. But I think that I don't get slapped because I'm a girl. Probably. So the advantages of being a female and totally objectifying women. Mm -hmm. That was the topic. (laughs) And I was like, I can be the dirty old man and people are none the wiser. Totally, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we were t- we were riding on the metro coming home, and I uh, was like, "Dude, long haired chick who just got on, I would totally bang that right." And she's like, "Totally feel you right." And it was like, <laughs> it was like. We could so get away with doing that, but yeah. if we were two dudes, it would be like, oh, you dirty fucking pig or whatever, yeah. because she was talking about how some skeezy old man was totally objectifying her breasts at the gym the other day. Yeah. And she said it was totally grossing her the fuck out. Yeah. But we do the same thing.
1: Yeah, but I will say, like, and this is also a little bit sexist of me, but when I've been cruised by, like, hot butches, mm-hmm. there's something different in the way a woman cruises me than a guy. Like, for the most part, I don't have to worry about, if I make eye contact with her and feel like she's cruising me, yeah. at no point am I worried she's actually going to think, well, now I can go put my hands on her without asking. Oh, you're right. But yeah. dudes would. Yeah. You know, you make eye contact with a dude and he immediately is like, oh, well, she likes me and considers yeah. it an invitation. Right, right, right. You know? And part of that is just the socialization that we have in our sure. culture. So I think that's part of it. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why strippers love having women come in. Oh, God, yeah. You know? It's like, I mean, we're doing the they same totally thing as They totally abuse us guys. and objectify us big time. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, I mean, you go into a strip club that's women yeah. as a woman, and you're doing the exact same thing the guys are. You're yeah. eyeing them. You're pulling out your money. You're expecting mm-hmm. them to perform for you. But they do so much more with you as a woman, you know, like they let you touch you, touch them, they touch you, all this kind of stuff. And it's because just inherently, I think the risk and the threat is so much lower. Right. You know, they know we're not going to try and slide our fingers inside their bikini for the most part. You know, whereas a dude, (laughs) well, sure, you think (laughs) about it, but the difference is, you know, like Uh we're probably much less likely to actually cross that boundary. You might think about it or fantasize about it, right? but the follow through isn't going to be there. Right. You know, I think we're, I think we're less aggressive. Right. So... (laughs) And that's just kind of a very sexist, like, <laughs> socialization kind of stereotypical uh-huh. thing. Yeah. But I think it's true. I mean, I've totally had hot chicks just, like, wink at me or, you know, kind of, like, cruise me a little bit. Right. And it's kind of like, ooh, she's checking me out. But if a guy does that, I'm my first thought is, um, if I make eye contact and smile, he's going to consider it an invitation. Right. So, yeah. But I think you're totally right. I mean... We have a little bit of an advantage, I think, when we... Yeah, yeah it's totally the lesbianics.
0: I know the lesbianics come it was so funny because I like I had my arm around this chick and we were getting a group photo mm-hmm. and she had her huge knockers out and then I was like here I was looking down at her tits like I was like god damn they're so delicious and all the while I'm telling her your shoulder is so dainty because I had my hand <laughs> was like you know she didn't know I'm like t- I'm like damn nice tits and I'm like your shoulders are so dainty as I was petting her shoulders
1: I'm sure she knew. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) wow. I'm sure she did.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Surrounded by a bunch of lesbians. Look at you. Where were we? Sly dog. I was being a total dog. Oh, my God. Oh, deliciousness.
1: Anyway, thanks, Carrie, for the dilfs of Disneyland. Yes. I did spend quite a bit of time poking around on those pictures. And I followed them just because I'm curious to see what what might come up. (laughs) So that was a funny little discovery. Yes. We'll have a link up on the website. Okay, next. We got an email from Megan. She didn't say where she was from.
0: (laughs) Okay. And
1: she's talking about the subject line is Mystery Rave Grinder. So it says, Dawn, I've been getting caught up on your show and I listened to episode 25 right before I listened to episode 26. For some reason, when you told your funny story about the Mystery Rave Grinder behind you when you were in college, a thought popped into my head. I wonder if it was Bill Cosby. Oh (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Wow. That is funny. Yeah. That completely cracked me up. (laughs) Good one. Burn, Bill Cosby. Good one. That was a total burn. Thanks, Megan. She said she loves the show. That's awesome. That
0: completely cracked me up. Speaking of not knowing where people are from, I do have some shout outs. I'll do two today. Okay. We have a shout out to Rogers, Arkansas. Thanks, listener in Rogers, Arkansas. Woo-hoo. And of course, our own local Leesburg, Virginia. Thank you guys for listening.
1: Yay. Yeah, we like all our listeners. Yes. All right, we got a question. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This listener opens up by saying, Hello, ladies. I'd like to start by saying, I truly enjoy your podcast. Being someone who has always had borderline vanilla sex until I started learning how to enjoy myself with what I was interested in doing, I appreciate anyone who helps people expand their sexuality. So this listener is in the Pennsylvania area and says that they are looking for classes or workshops or something where they can just kind of learn a little bit more skill. If it's got kind of a bdsm lean, that would be a great thing. So they've done some online research, but they can't really find a credible source for kind of how to find this. And they said that they'd prefer something that's in person versus a book. I wrote back with a whole bunch of suggestions and I thought we could kind of share a little bit here today. Sounds good. I'm sure there's lots of people with that. Yeah. So my response to this listener is specific to kind of our area. Pennsylvania is close enough that someone could easily get to like the D.C. or the Baltimore area. But you can find in-person classes in pretty much any major city in the United States. There are sex positive centers in L.A., San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Chicago, New York City, Boston, I think there's one down in Atlanta. Kind of depending on where you are, you're going to be able to find in-person classes. It might take a little bit of digging, but they are definitely out there. So you've got the Center for Sex Positive Culture. You've got Shebop in Portland. You've got a whole bunch of places in San Francisco. There's definitely lots of resources out there. I would say look for sex-positive Workshops or sex positive shops, and they are probably going to have links to classes and educators that are in the area. I would also say keep your eye out for conferences that might be coming to your area that would be full of sex positive educators, or go to some of the big websites for sex positive educators like Reed Mahalko, Charlie Glickman, Kate McCombs, all kinds of people that tour regularly and do classes all over the US. So specific to the DC area, I pulled together a couple of different resources. So if you're near DC, then this is for you. If you're anywhere in the United States, you have lots of options. If you're outside the United States, I know there's sex positive options all throughout Canada, definitely in Vancouver, definitely in Toronto, I'm sure there's all kinds of sex positive stuff in like the major cities all around the world. But this will be specific to just DC. A good jumping off point, Frozen Marceau did mention this when he was on doing his interview. Kinkacademy.com has a membership based kind of educational model. And I can't remember how much membership is. It's a monthly fee There's no contract, so you can pay for one month or you can pay for as many months as you want to watch the videos, but they have something like 1,500 videos by some of the best sex and kink educators in the world. And with 1,500 videos, there's a lot out there to learn, but it's all... Yeah. Yeah, it's so much. But there's all videos on every kind of different sex, anatomy, communication, kink, and the videos that I've seen, I've watched probably 40 or 50 of the videos on that website. Really high quality. Really, sex positive, really body safe. There's such a huge spectrum of it too. I know yeah. that
0: this uh, person just wrote like BDSM interest, but mm-hmm. man, there's so much of it. Like you said, needle play. Are they into knife play? Is it just ropes? Right. Uh, is, into, is it the dominance it, and submission? Yeah. Is it the is sex it the, the slave? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What are you into? Mm-hmm. And then you can just search specifically to those things. Or if you don't know and you just want to explore it all, exactly. Then boom, definitely.
1: Yeah. And I'd say Kink Academy has a lot better than, you know, trying to find some, like, BDSM porn or something. Yeah. I mean, these are actual educational videos yeah. that show you safety, that show you how to. They go yeah. really slow. The lighting is really great so you can see how to do the knots or see how to, you know, hold the tool or whatever it is. So that's a great place. If you don't have anything in person or you're not willing to do in person, kinkacademy.com, great resource. Now, as for conferences in the D.C. area, we have... Dark Odyssey Winter Fire, that's in February every year. It's a three day BDSM conference. It includes workshops and seminars all throughout the day, demonstrations, and then open play in the evenings in the dungeon. So, you're going to hit that again this year? Yep. Yep. Yep, I'm going to that. Then, Dark Odyssey also has a summer event called Fusion which is a long weekend of camping in Maryland. So everything's happening outside, but it's Mm -hmm. the same thing. Lots of workshops, hands-on. Lots of great educators come in for that. Frozen Marceau will be at Dark Odyssey Winterfire. And tons of other people. Catalyst Con is a sex-positive conference that happens on both coasts. So Catalyst Con East happens in March in D.C. every year. I will be there this year. And then CatalystCon West happens in either September or October out on the West Coast. So you should check out CatalystCon. There's also something that happens in Maryland, and it's scheduled for May called Camp Crucible. It's a nine-day event that's all about BDSM, open play, hands-on learning, group sex. Some amazing educators and experts go to that. Barbara Karellis that wrote those Tantra books that I love, she always goes to Camp Crucible and, like, teaches and does demos and stuff. Is that
0: hosted by the Crucible, or is that completely different?
1: I don't know who hosts that event. The website, unfortunately, hasn't been put up for 2015 yet, so the page is dead, but I do know it happens in May, and Barbara Corellis' website has a link to it along with some details. And then, for all things BDSM, there's actually two different websites. One is called... The BDSM events page.com. And the other one is BDSM events I'll put both of those links up on our website. They literally have like every single BDSM conference, workshop, oh, seminar, event. I mean, the calendar is just like full and it's all over the country. Damn. So that's a great resource. So, yeah,
0: maybe she'll find something near her.
1: Exactly. Yeah, like no matter where you are, like Philly. I mean, if if this person's in Philly, then or in Pennsylvania, Philly would be closer. So, yeah, that's good. The other suggestions are trying to find a dungeon that's near you that has play space. Often those places have 101 events where you can go and take some classes and meet up with educators in your area. Um, A lot of educators that do BDSM or specialize in something will do private lessons. Mm -hmm. So there's actually someone here in the area named Moko Jute. Mm -hmm. He does amazing rope work, and he does private rope bondage and rope suspension classes for Mm -hmm. people in their homes. So that's a great way if you can find an instructor in your area. Also, professional DOMS. Probably would be willing to do some type of like show and tell or like, you know, little three way kind of work where uh, she demonstrates on your partner and you get to watch and learn and that kind of stuff. It, you know, of course, you have to pay for the lessons, but right. that's a good option if you want some private kind of hands on. And then there's lots of other classes. So, um, my final recommendation for people that are looking for events is in addition to the BDSM events page, if you join FetLife. So FetLife.com, that is a big, huge community. It's just like Facebook for, like, you don't have to be kinky, actually, even to be on it. One of the options is vanilla when you sign up and pick what your kink is. But FetLife has a huge events section. So you can filter events on FetLife by state and city and find all kinds of luncheons and potlucks and gang bangs and <laughs> <laughs> seminars and workshops, all kinds of stuff. So that might be a really good way to just connect with people in your area. Just make sure if you're hiring someone for one-on-one, they come highly reputable, they come with lots of references, or you know they have a really good reputation for knowing what they're doing. You don't want to bring somebody in that seems like they know what they're doing and then they're not very safety mm-hmm. conscious or those kinds of things. But there's lots of different options. And then, of course... If you're willing to spend a little bit of money, you can always do a destination event to like a nudist resort or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's often conferences or seminars that are happening at a lot of the like hedonism events or nudist resorts where you can go and actually participate in like group learning or certain types of themes. So there's lots of different options for people that want some hands-on learning. You've taken a couple of classes with the wife, right? Um, like a one on one, one ones and
0: stuff. Yeah, so they were very interesting, and then you get to see what you like and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. And uh, going to the dungeon was very eye opening. The crucible, for, yeah, for both of us. I think I was, I like it because I'm a voyeur. I'm a total perv. But perf. you realize what you like and what you don't like, mm-hmm. and you even experiment on the things that you don't like, and mm-hmm. you're like, hey, it's not so bad. But mm-hmm. yeah, and then I think we even have what do we have a BDSM happy hour. Mm. Who, who hosts that? You know what I'm talking TNG? about? TNG? Is it no. TNG? Oh, it's Dark Odyssey's happy hour.
1: Oh, yeah. Dark Up Odyssey. In yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: they, they have a happy, a happy hour.
1: hour. And then um, also the Black Rose. Mm-hmm. They do educational kink events every yes. single Tuesday. Yes. And I think there's other places in the country that do like Black Rose type mm-hmm. events. But they have all kinds of demonstrations and hands-on workshops. It's every single Tuesday night. Yeah, and check with
0: your local sex toy shop. Oh, totally. Because we went to that one. Uh huh. Lotus Um, Blooms. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they have like little one on one classes on stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. All things kink and BDSM.
1: Yeah, there's lots of different options if you are interested in learning and you don't want to just do it out of a book or something. Yeah, you
0: going through all that stuff, I'm like, damn, there really are a lot uh of options and a lot of resources out there for people who. Uh, want to explore yeah. I'm sure with all those links and they, they've they got to be able to find something that is in their, mm-hmm. in their area I agree sounds like the BDSM events page
1: yeah there was cool. so much on there I mean yeah. they had all the seminars I mentioned all of the conferences yeah. I mentioned lots and lots and lots cool. of stuff so I will have all the links for all of those things up on our website sexgetsreal.com so be sure to check it out cool yeah um, and we'd love to hear from other people, any events, conferences, things that you know of, any classes yeah. you've taken and kind of what you liked, what you didn't like, what you learned. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. We are all about education. Hells yeah. Cause that's fun shit. Yes. It's fun. Why well, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thanks. Caning 201, not knowing it was 201, <laughs> thinking it was 101, but you know what? Hey, I still learn stuff. Uh we got an email from Cooper Beckett who hosts a non-monogamy podcast called Life on the Swing Set. Yeah. It is something that as soon as I mentioned Cooper Beckett to my partner, he was like, "Oh my god, he has a podcast called Life on the Swing My Life on the Swing Set." I was like, "Yes, he does." What the fuck? I know, which is awesome. So Cooper wrote to us and gave us a free copy of his new book called My Life on the Swing Set: Adventures in Swinging and Polyamory. So we are going to be reading the book, or at least I will. Don't know how Dylan's schedule looks, but one of us will definitely be reading the book, and Ain't then we we'll have got time to back. read. Can they make a short film about it? <laughs> Do you need the cliff notes? I need the cliff notes. I will read it and tell you about it.
0: Look, I'm trying to read this threesome handbook right now. <laughs> oh yes, the threesome handbook: a practical guide to sleeping with three by Vicky Van Talk. Okay. That's awesome. Got a wonderful gift for Christmas. Yes, trying, you did. Trying to get into it, and you're my, on page seven. I'm on, I'm on page seven. Okay. Wow, that's I'm busy you, fucking you, doing you shit. Might,
1: you might have read a whole like 200 words. Shut
0: up. <laughs> yeah, I am <laughs> sitting here busy reading a fucking <laughs> financial book today. <laughs> okay. You know, What are my priorities? Let's make money. Oh, let's read about threesomes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Threesomes
1: would win in my book.
0: Threesomes would win for sure. I mean, they definitely would be on the fun, you know, spectrum. But yeah, so. Threesomes. Just give me the cliff notes on that. I will definitely If I have the time, of course. I have the link here also. I would love to try and delve into his book as well.
1: Yeah, and then we might try and get him on the podcast and just talk all things non-monogamy and swinging and polyamory. I think that would be really super fun. Yeah, a good
0: friend of mine is... uh, Polly, mm-hmm. she makes no bones about it. She advertises her Polly, <laughs> if that's if you can say. Oh yeah, uh, I'm Polly. We've had a few discussions, and it's like uh, I know that that I'm I couldn't do Polly. I'm not uh, I'm not that brave. I'm a little bit on the the kink and and whatnot. But I like to. Plus, it's just it's more than I can handle. You know. Yes. Yeah. Did you by any chance see the onion spoof about? Um, <laughs> we've decided to open our relationship up. Yes. So that we. <laughs> Drain somebody yes,
1: else. Yes, I love drain video. the life
0: out of somebody else. Did you send that to me? Somebody sent it to me. I don't know. But I'll it was make funny. Sure I sh- put it on our website. It was funny as shit. Yeah. Why not drain some- the life out of somebody else? By opening your relationship. Yes. So oh somebody God. else has to put up with your bullshit and work. It was fucking hilarious. Yes, it dude. was. It was amazing. That's what I feel about polyamory.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> go drain, train somebody else. Yeah, Those like my when,
1: problems. When the wife's having a bad day. Yeah. Go talk to your other lover.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have somebody else to visit tonight? That's right. Yeah. Anyway.
1: (laughs) So thank you, Cooper. I can't wait to read your book and then tell Dylan all about it.
0: Yes, please. Thank (laughs) you. Cliff Notes.
1: Okay. So do we want to go to the Bustle Pornhub thing or do we want to talk about? Well, let's, uh, let's just hit real quick on dildo etiquette. Okay. Go for it. What are we talking?
0: Well, I don't, it was like, at first I wasn't quite sure. An old, old, very good, dear friend of mine had re- recently reached out chit-chatting <coughs> via text message, and she said, you should bring up dildo etiquette. So I was like, well, of course, but what do you mean? So she was recently in a new relationship, and I guess something must have come up that has to do with Um, the cost of dildos are expensive. So I can't be going out and getting a new dildo all the time. So if I had a dildo that was with a previous person, they're like, you know, Mm -hmm. you have a good dildo from Vixen that you love and has become a part of you. You can't just throw it out just because you have a new lover. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I've had this in, in the past where that has been a topic And I'm like, look, you don't expect guys to go out and go get a new dick just because they have a new girlfriend or a new wife or a new Mm -hmm. lover. So why should I have to go out and (laughs) spend another 120 bucks or whatever the hell it is to get me a new dick because the new girlfriend might not like the fact that it was in somebody else, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I think that might have been what she was getting at. But basically the point is, look, these dildos are a part of us.
1: And they're very expensive. And they're
0: very expensive, the high quality good ones. Mm-hmm. And you can't just go tossing them and getting a new one just because you have a new girlfriend. This shit's fucking expensive. Yeah. I was like totally devastated when I left my bag of dicks at I the beach. I remember
1: that in Robus. <laughs> yes, you did. Your I was bag like, of tricks. Fuck.
0: Anyway, yeah, I mean, I think so... as long
1: as you. I read a study recently that said. Um, certain types of diseases can linger on them for a little while. Ew. So, yeah, I don't, I, I need to dig into that a little bit more. I just remember thinking, huh, that's interesting. But really high quality silicone dildos you can boil. Yeah. And there's a certain amount of time you're supposed to boil them to really make sure that you've killed anything that's yeah. on it. So I boil mine, I think, for 10 minutes. And
0: can't you sanitize them in the dishwasher on the top shelf on the sani rinse? <laughs>
1: If your if you're dishwasher has that setting, I suppose yes. I just boil mine. But um, I would say if you're going to share the dildo, make sure that it's super sterilized and then make sure you use condoms for a little while. That's what I um, mean. I'll do a little bit of research on the sanitization and yeah. kind of like the waiting period just so that we can report back to everybody. But you definitely don't ever want to share a dildo that hasn't been sanitized. Yeah. And you definitely don't want to go from ass to vag. Yeah, because that's how you get a yeast infection. Yeah, totally. Um, and uh, using condoms is always a good idea because then you can just rip that fucker off and like, yeah, go to go go to town. Right. So I love using condoms on my dildos because then it's just like boom, nice yeah. and easy, like nice and easy cleanup. I still boil them afterwards, but it is nice. We have done that on
0: occasion, so it just kind of keeps things a little bit cleaner. Yeah. Especially if things aren't like, I don't know, all copacetic at the moment for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you want to, uh, for those who want to explore like going into both, Uh you know, you're like condom (coughs) up for the back, Uh rip it off for the front. No, I'm telling you,
1: female condom. You throw a female condom in the pussy, you throw a female condom in the ass and you can go between the two endlessly. Did I tell you my experience with the
0: female condom? Did you try one? I did try one.
1: No, you didn't share that with Uh us. I didn't share
0: that with you. You did not. Hmm. It was like, um, it was kind of interesting. Okay, so the feel. It is different. The feel was good. Yep. But you have to make sure you set that bitch up in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it has, you have to take that little ring and make sure it's like. The
1: ring has to go up behind. Way
0: up fucking lodged up in there. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll just come back out with the dick. Right. Yeah. But it definitely is a much better feel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. It conducts body heat a lot better. Yeah. And it's pre-lubricated. You can wear it for up to, I think, like six hours or something. Yeah. So the nice thing about that is you could slide it in before dinner. Hells, and yeah. then while you're at the restaurant, just be like, oh, um, meet me around back. And like bang one out and <laughs> go back and finish dinner. And you're ready to go. Oh, you just did that. I'm just saying.
0: And she's like seductively touching his chest. She's like, oh, Oh, meet me out
1: back should just yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying that's, that's awesome. an option.
0: That is a great. That is great though. That's it is totally fucking awesome. Because then and you sexy. don't have to
1: like pause to roll a yeah. condom on. It's already there, and you just slide it in. You're good yeah, to go. Yeah, and it's not like
0: you can stick a condom on a flaccid dick and then just it'll just like fill in as you get an right, erection. It exactly. doesn't work that way. Right. So, so yeah, the female like, condom's
1: awesome if you want to have spontaneous Fuck but safe yeah. sex. And then you can also use the female condom to. You can put it in the throw ass, remember, up. but I think we yeah, talked about it. take the it. ring out. Take the ring well, out. You don't have to the take ass. the ring out, but it feels a lot better if you take the ring yeah. out. So, yeah, you could totally throw a female condom up in the pussy and a female condom without the ring in the ass. And then yeah. you can go between the two yeah, without yeah. having to, like, change anything out. Awesome. Or if you've got multiple partners, you just put female condoms on Damn. all of them and just write down the line. Ba-bam, 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 Damn. ba-bam. And just, like, repeat like a xylophone. Bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong, bing, bong, <laughs> And you're clean. (laughs) And you are good. Awesome. Female condom is awesome. Buy that shit by bulk. It is awesome. But you know what? Go ahead. Well, I will say it takes a little bit of practice. The first time or two, it's a little weird. It's a little weird because you got that little
0: flap, the outside flappy thing that you just kind of It does look different. Yeah. But like,
1: whatevs. Whatevs. And a friend of mine recently used one and she was like, that was different. And I don't know that I liked the sensation. But for me, the sensation was actually better it conducted the body heat, and for him, it's awesome. Yeah, because he gets a lot more friction. Oh yeah, but I love those things because there's just so many things you can do with so them. So where do you get yours from? Online. See, that's the only problem. Yep. I plan on those... buying two thousand of them and selling them on my website. Oh Because dang. I want people to have access to this shit. Now you can get them on Amazon sure, and stuff, sure. but they're really hard to come by. Yeah, in and person. I think that's
0: kind of douchey. Like that shit should be a like. In every store. A fucking CVS and shit or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. And not behind the fucking pharmacy counter.
1: Yeah, Stupid. Whatevs. Haters. I know. They just don't know what they're missing. They, they don't know how awesome these things are. I fully, fully support female condoms. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, and because they're plastic... Well, hopefully, yeah. Don't have to worry about using different types of lube, yeah. Because oil lubes break down condoms, yeah, and silicone lubes break down dildos. And yeah. You just throw that condom up in there, the female condom, and it's plastic, so mm-hmm. it's good with all different kinds of lubes. Mm-hmm. If you have a latex allergy, no problem there either, no right? Yeah. So like, what's not to love? Yeah, it's a little weird at first. It looks different. But it you got to figure out how to get up in there. Feels
0: good. Yeah, yeah you, you just have good. to place it. That's all. You just have to properly.
1: Oh my Set god! It. Okay, that reminds me. So this is just totally random, but when Alex and I were together a couple weeks ago, uh huh. This is so we were totally going at it. He was banging me fiercely, fiercely, right? fiercely banging me. It was like, and then all of a sudden he stops and he goes, "Your pussy ate the condom." Oh. And I went, <laughs> "Oh my god!" I don't, you know, right? I know and what so happened. He goes, he goes. Hold still. And just without any warning, all of a sudden he's like wrist deep in there fishing around and he like oh grabs it God. and he pulls it out. He's like, Got it! Oh, And my he like rolls another one on and we went back to whatever we were doing. Oh. But I literally was a completely passive participant in this whole thing. It was just like, You pussy ate the condom, hold still. And then he was like in there, fished it out, it was like, Whoops! when it came oh out. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, and then we just like kept going with a new one. And it was hilarious. Like, it was funny. I was like, Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just glad he caught it as early as he did.
0: Damn. No doubt, right? That you realized? Yeah. Instead of after the fact, like after shooting a load... Not good. That would not be good. (laughs) We
1: won't talk about that. Uh, I literally would have been out the door in fifty three seconds and on my way to get get some. Yeah, that to get the plan B. My God. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, so we started all of this with dildo etiquette. So basically, I think as (laughs) long yes, my pussy is amazing and eats condoms.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, dildo etiquette. (laughs) Anyway, so
1: yeah, so I feel like. If your friend has a super amazing, high-quality dildo that can be boiled and sterilized, yeah. then, you know, I could see wanting to keep that thing around. But if you right. don't have a super high-quality dildo that can be completely sterilized, you gotta, oh. you gotta toss that shit.
0: Okay, here's something else. Maybe you can have some advice on how to um, get somebody interested in using dildos during sex when you've been, I guess... Not so much, I don't know if you would even call that a gold star lesbian who's never had penetration or who has never had sex with a lesbian with a dildo. Like, they've just finger-banged their whole time they've been a lesbian, you know what I mean? Because I can see some lesbians who are like that, Mm -hmm. who, they're just of the old school, you know, and maybe they're like... Maybe one or the other, or the butch one or whatever, is a little embarrassed and doesn't have enough peen confidence to fucking strap one on. You know what I mean? Like, you, cause you really have to be like way fucking cocky to be able oh. to just bold, bold, put that shit on and be like, I'm coming at you with this big dick. My, you know what I'm saying?
1: My headspace when I'm pegging Alex is yeah. totally different. I literally go into a different place yeah like I become really aggressive and like growly and like taking this right you know which isn't my like your normal ammo. yeah that's exactly what it is and it's like I have to kind of start prepping myself to get into the space. And then as soon as I pull it on, I start like getting into the mindset by like stroking it and being Damn. like, you like my cock and, you know, like I'm uh, lubing it up for your ass. And yeah. like, you know, like I start talking myself into yeah. this space where like the cock is mine, yeah. you know, and I'm going to do these things to you. But like, if I was just sitting here right now and pulled it on, it would take a couple of minutes for me to like start getting to into get that space. Where, where, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think so, that's part of it is like it probably is just I mean when I first got my strap on I just like marched around the house in it and started kind of like right. getting used to you it did the dick and dance totes yeah and I looked at myself in the mirror from all the different angles yeah. like, I like stood up against the bed and practiced my little like hip banging motions you know yeah. like I'm mm, gonna mm, mm, see like how did it feel to thrust with the extra uh. like <laughs> well my <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> it made up why does because... this always happen to me yeah <laughs> It made up for your lame ass fucking burp at the beginning of the show.
1: They got <laughs> stuck.
0: <laughs> sorry. And they did
1: not hear that, by the I way. I totally
0: did not. Who didn't hear it? Oh, you're going to edit it out?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Well, the, I'm sorry, but my lovely wife decided to come in here and surprise us with these delicious beers in the middle of our recording, and I couldn't help it. And it was, I knew there was a good one in there, and it had to come out. <laughs>
1: I'm, well, so no. I'm so sorry. No, yeah, but go on with your dick thrusting story. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm done. I don't have to file rest my story. I see how it is. <laughs>
0: but, the, no, but okay. Really, like, so the two parts of that whole scenario. Okay, so the new girlfriend might have issues or is is completely inexposed to having sex with a lesbian who wears a strap on, mm-hmm. and then of course. Uh, The other topic was, yeah, what about those lesbians who don't have the dick confidence to strap one on? Mm -hmm. So you do, you really, I think, when I first came out or started having lesbian sex, that was me. It was all just finger banging. I mean, like, I had to learn the hard way. I mean, it took me, it took me from, you know, first being the femme To realizing this is not the position I'm comfortable in, Mm -hmm. and then finding femmes out in the lesbian world, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is my playground. Uh Uh-huh. To being the aggressor. Yeah. And being the top finger-banger, pussy-eater, whatever, Mm -hmm. and then realizing, what is this? When I (laughs) first saw the strap-ons and the dicks, and I was like, oh, my fucking God, because I've always had, like, penis envy. Yeah. So... There is, you know, that, and I'm like, oh, I'm so fucking ready to do it. But then even when you do finally put it on, there's that moment where you have to have that talk or whatever. You, you can't just, like, spring into bed with it on and be like, boing, we're going to fuck right now. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> yeah. You... <clears throat> You had the conversations with your your lovers and girlfriends, whatever, about dildo sex and blah, blah, blah. So I've kind of been thinking it
1: might be fun if I Mm -hmm. strap it on. We could totally get a dildo. Mm -hmm. That's the kind that you want and the size that you want. And, like, I think it would be super fun to try this. But, again, what about the person? And, luckily, she said she had, like, several
0: different sizes and angles and Mm -hmm. whatever. And I think the girl could definitely, you know, the, the new girlfriend could definitely play a part in choosing which one she thinks totally. she's comfortable with yeah I, I don't know too much about the new girlfriend i don't know if she's always been in you know lesbian relationships or if mm-hmm. she was in hetero relationships or whatever but you know i said well if you bring up the conversations of have you ever had dildo dildo sex mm-hmm. or have you ever played with a vibrator or fucked yourself with a dildo yeah whatever and then, what do you think about? Because I'll be honest, um, my current wife—I mm-hmm. think I told you mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah, it was like, "Fuck, we need dildo for because if that's the case, then I was just fuck men. Whatever. Of course, that's not. Of course, that's not her voice, but that—that <laughs> that was me in the mocking voice. Right. Of, we know. all have the spouse yeah. mocking voice. Yes. So that was like, you know, oh God, this isn't going to last very long if uh-huh. she's totally not into dildo sex, right? So I yeah. was like, oh. Hmm. Not going back to that. So, but I patiently waited. Yeah. Patiently. And that's what I told my friend. I was like, kind of put it out there. Right. And then let her sit on it for a while.
1: Not literally.
0: Not literally. <laughs> that comes later. <clears throat> and then surprisingly, a couple months later, it was like, oh, remember? That thing you were talking about. I've been thinking about it. And I want to try it. We can try it. And I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> and I like jumped out of bed. And I was like, oh, oh, you mean not right now. Oh, no. You mean, oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, no, not
0: right this very second. Not this very second. You just want to try it next In time? In general. Okay. So that's how I was. I was like, oh, my God. Can you yeah. store, you know? Yeah. But
1: and I it, mean, like, I feel like it's the <clears throat> exact same whether it's lesbians who have never done that before or... A straight couple where the husband wants the wife to strap it on and the wife is like, I don't really know how to work a strap on. I mean, you just got to kind of figure out what your, how it feels for you and practice and kind of walk around the house and strut your stuff and, you know, just kind of feel find out what works for you. and, And then, you know, like, I mean, who knows? You could be a trans couple. You could be anybody. Yeah. And figuring out. What strap-on unit works for your body, and what dildo feels good with your body, Mm -hmm. and then like learning how to kind of own your dildo, and then your partner kind of getting into it and helping you pick one out. I mean, all of that's the same, regardless of, you know, gender or sexuality, but it all has to start with being willing to have the conversations. Yeah. And being willing to feel a little weird. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, like, the first time I actually pegged somebody, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Right. You know, like, how fast can I go? Mm. This is somebody's ass. Mm. You know, like, am I doing this right? Am I even in there? You know, so, like, it it, it doesn't that, just, like, happen.
0: That comment you just said right now kind of <laughs> brings me to this movie that I just downloaded. It's, like, you know, iTunes every once in a while has this 99-cent movies, And yeah. I was like, oh, let me check it out. So it's this movie called Two Night Stand. Uh-huh. I don't know if you saw the previous show. I only watched the trailer, and it's really cute. And I don't, I, I can't review the movie at all. I have no idea, so mm-hmm. nobody take my word for it. But the trailer looked cute, and basically, it's this. They get uh, this chick is like having a midlife crisis, and she decides to get on something like Tinder. And her friends are like, "You should try a one night stand." Uh-huh. So she does this one night stand thing. She wakes up with this guy, and then um, he's like, "So do you usually have breakfast, or do you just walk out the door and leave?" And she's like what usually and he's like oh come on don't tell me this is the first time you've had a one night stand and she's like yes it is and he's like yeah sure whatever and she's like oh so disgusted and she tries to leave so she goes out to the bottom of the apartment building and she's she can't get out because apparently in the middle of the night there was a snow blizzard oh no so she's stuck in the apartment building so he comes down he's like what do you mean you're stuck Anyway, she's stuck with him all day, and then she's like, they're horrible. It's, like, awkward. It's like, oh, God, I can't stand you. I'm just like, I can't believe I'm stuck here, blah, blah, blah. So then they get to this part where he's like, well, hey, since we're stuck here, why don't we just, you know, have a moment of honesty and and some... what do you call it? Constructive criticism about how last night went. Oh, no. You know how you were talking about, Uh you don't know if you were good or whatever. Yeah. So they sat there and they critiqued each other on how their one night stand was. Oh, my God. And it was funny (laughs) as shit because she's all like, yeah, it was like you were drilling for oil. (laughs) She was like (laughs) making these weird movements. (laughs) And he was like, yeah. And then he made a couple of references to how she was. Oh, my God. But I honestly think that, You should be able to have those with your partners in the beginning of a relationship. Uh Uh-huh. You know, like, let's say you just started dating, Mm -hmm. and this is somebody that you really like. If you don't have those awkward and constructive feedback Mm -hmm. moments, you're never going to really know or be able to tell whoever that thing that they do really gets on your fucking nerves. Right. Or doesn't quite work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I always yep. think little after-action
1: report yep. is really good. After-action reports are really good no matter what, <laughs> and those are especially good when you're trying new things. Yeah. You know, and you both have to go in being willing to discuss it and not get butt hurt. And but you yes. have to be really kind and respectful and honest, but that's super important if you're trying a new role play or you're trying rope for the first time or you're trying fisting for the first time or you're trying someone coming into the bedroom for the first time you know or whatever it is I mean being able to have that kind of awkward conversation afterwards and being like Oh my God, these things were really awesome, but that mm-hmm. one thing didn't really feel very yeah. good. Now that I've thought about it, so we might have to do that a little differently, or not do that for a while. You know, I mean, <laughs> picture jackhammer sex. Yeah, fucking like uh, bun- uh, bunny rabbit. Uh, uh, uh. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like,
0: yeah, not so much on that. Yeah, you know, what I mean? not
1: not like that. Yeah, it looks
0: like a cute movie. <laughs> That's so.
1: awesome. I'll we, how back. how we digress? I know, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so there was some dildo etiquette-ish, many dildo-related things. Yes,
0: I welcome your comments, feedbacks, questions.
1: So should we dive into, we've got like maybe 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Should we dive into talking about pickup artists or should we save that for another time and talk about the Pornhub bustle thing?
0: We could talk about Pornhub because I can talk about what I really have been into lately.
1: Oh, Pornhub. Okay, well, hold on. Let me bring up the report then. Okay, so Dylan and I were taking a look. There was this article on bustle.com, and it's called Pornhub's 2014 Year in Review Sheds Some Light on Humanity's Preferences. So the article actually takes all of Pornhub's data, Pornhub kind of took all the data from what people view from around the world and categorized it Mm -hmm. into lots of different facts and figures and what's most popular and how long people spend on the porn site. So Bustle kind of broke down what they were sharing about all of the porn that gets watched Mm -hmm. around the world. And so here's an amazing fact. Pornhub, which is just one website, gets 35,000 visits per minute. That's a lot of horny bitches That's out there. That's a lot of porn-watching folks out there. They, the, the writer's like, did I mention 35,000 visits per minute? Yeah. So they kind I'm of like, just break down, like, the top 10 countries with page views. Of course, the U.S. is number one, Canada's number two, UK's number three, Ireland is number four, Norway's number five, and then the rest are all uh, European countries and Australia and New Zealand.
0: Like, these little random facts I thought were awesome, like... Butts are more popular than boobs. And I agree mm-hmm. with that. I am totally an ass person. Yep. I would call myself an ass man totally.
1: 23% of the viewers are female, which means 77% are male. Mm, of course. Um, the number one search term is teen, followed by lesbian. Fucking pervert. <laughs> yeah. Which I,
0: which cracks me up as a lesbian. I don't watch lesbian porn. Oh not, hell no! Not the shit, that not the shit porn that's hub on fucking Pornhub. Anyway. Pornhub. Yeah, if we're I'm talking like, like Crash fake-y Pad
1: shit. or like the Gincy Lumpkin stuff. Yeah, that if they you do, want like, legit,
0: pink, yeah, real legit lesbian porn. It is
1: not anything like what you're finding on Pornhub or X pad. videos. Yeah. You do have to
0: pay for it, but it's pretty.
1: It's I mean, good. It's, real, it's really good. Real porn. Yeah.
0: Real lesbians, I should say.
1: Yeah. So they broke down the top five searches by country, and there's actually a lot of countries that. They have reviewed. So for the US, it's lesbian, stepmoms, and teens. For UK, it's lesbian, British, MILFs. For Canada, it's teens, lesbians, and stepmoms. What the fuck is with that? (laughs) But then what was interesting was for all of the other countries India, Germany, France, Italy, Australia, Brazil, Mexico it went right down. And I mean, there's probably 20 different countries on here. 100% of the cases, the number one search was for that nationality. So, if you look at Brazil's breakdown, the number one searched porn term is Brazil.
0: Like Brazil porn. Right. Or yeah. if you go
1: to Poland, the number one searched porn thing is Polish. Mm-hmm. So, what what they're kind of talking about is how when you're from a certain country and you're watching porn, you're trying to find people who are your mm-hmm. nationality. And then under that, they've got other breakdowns. Right. And it's pretty much teen.
0: Those Argentinians love teen, those little pervs. Yeah.
1: Um, the Egyptian one was really interesting. Their, their top search terms are Arab, followed by Egypt, followed by Arab Egypt, yeah. followed by Egyptian. And then mom. And then mom. <laughs> mom porn. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. But then they went on and they were talking about... a lot about, of MILFs. There's a lot of MILFs. A lot of
0: MILFs in the categories here of all the different countries, all the different areas. There's MILFs. Yeah. I'm really surprised anal's not as popular as... Yeah, it's... I mean, I love anal porn.
1: <laughs> do you really? I really do. Yeah, I don't ever watch it at all.
0: You never watch anal no. porn?
1: No, anal wow. porn really bothers me. Really? Yeah, I don't like it.
0: Is it because they're so abusive with it? I mean, No, just...
1: it's just like... The way they do it is not the way I enjoy anal. So, like, I just don't really want to watch that. I really
0: don't think they need to open it up
1: and show me the gaping canal.
0: Right. Like, that's not for
1: me. If they didn't do that, then it would probably
0: be a little bit more pleasurable.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So then they start talking about the length of time by country that people view the porn. U.S. doesn't do really bad. We're actually right in the middle with an average of 9 minutes and 40 seconds. The global average for all countries is 9 minutes and 16 seconds. So, the the lowest average visit time, which you assume means the people who watch it and like hit it and quit it the fastest. Jerk off the fastest. Was Azerbaijan. And they were there for 6 minutes and 26 seconds. They probably need to hurry up. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, Nepalese really take their time. And they're there for 13 (laughs) minutes and 39 seconds. (laughs) So then they broke it out by state, oh, and this man. made me really, really happy. The fastest state in the United States. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who were who were watching porn and getting off the quickest, mm-hmm. Utah. Utah. Because they probably don't want to. Filthy like, Mormons.
0: Those filthy Mormons probably didn't want people to be, they didn't want to get caught. So they're like, yeah. put it on, jerk off really quick, and right. then shut the porn exactly. stuff down.
1: Yeah. Or there's a high level of shame. So are like, I'm going to do this really fast, and then pretend it didn't happen. Those damn Mississippians. Yeah, Mississippi was the longest, followed by Hawaii, There's Arkansas. everything bad
0: and horrible about Mississippi. I think they have, like, the like the worst ratings of everything. Oh. Like, they need to jump on it, people. What well, those Hawaiians, they sure do take their time drinking off also.
1: Yeah, and the article says, stupid Utah was dragging everyone down. Damn it. So... <laughs> We will share the link for the Bustle article on there so you can go look at all of it. And then it does include a link. At the very bottom of the Bustle article, you can actually go to Pornhub Insights, which is their blog. And it actually shares all of the data about the countries and the traffic. And you'll see the United States. If you add up all the other countries in the world, it doesn't come close to the United States. This country is a bunch of perverts. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Oh, my God. You guys
0: need to see this graph. It's crazy.
1: It's really crazy. So they rated, yeah, 20 different countries, and they talked about what was being looked at. So teen, lesbian, MILF, um, stepmom, mom, then massage, then squirting, and then cartoons, and then teacher. Oh, interesting. Okay, so what I've been watching lately is, like,
0: masked people.
1: Uh, why? I think it's
0: a little bit of mystery. I like that when you have somebody in a mask. I agree. But then I take the masks in like all forms. So I'll watch like masquerade porn oh. or I'll watch mask men come in and take this woman porn. Huh. Or a bunch of masked people like, you know, masked gangbangs, whatever. Like yeah. it's just Because like to me it's like this air of secrecy and nobody knows who's behind the mask. Hmm. And you can just I just think it's I like it. You like the mystery. I fucking not knowing. I love not knowing. Like, it'd be like a secret fantasy to have somebody come in and just fuck me with a mask on. Yeah. Like like I, like, I don't know who you are. I don't just even know who you are. Yeah, it was almost like, I don't care who you are. You're dancing up behind me at the rave. Uh-huh, exactly. I don't want know. It's just dancer. fucking good, right? Uh, uh, so I was like, uh, uh. oh, this sex is really good. I don't really care who you are. You just got a mask on. Whatever. Let's do it. Yeah. Or the other way around. Or the other way around. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I'll totally fuck you with a mask on. So, <laughs> you'll fuck anybody doing lots of different things. <laughs> Let's just make that clear. Yes. The number one porn star in the world, the unconquered queen of porn, they're saying, is Lisa Ann.
0: Yeah, who is this chick? Like, I don't even know who she is.
1: I don't know. I'm going to click on her name really fast and and see who she is. Lisa Ann. Are you clicking on her, like, on the porn site? Yeah, it's on Pornhub. It brings up all her videos. So that's what she looks like with a cock in her mouth.
0: Oh, damn. Look, nice big cock in her mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm, Looks like she's, like, having a little dessert. Like why? She's not even all that. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh my God.
1: I don't know. Not my yeah, favorite. Yeah, I've never heard of her. But I've never heard. Of I don't her. really pay attention to the women that much because, of course, I'm like all about the James Dean. Oh my gosh! I have to tell you since we're talking about porn. So Alex and I had a phone date um, earlier this week, Uh-huh. and he goes, "I want you to find your favorite James Dean porn,", porn. and I knew exactly what it was because I watched it a lot. Uh huh. And it's half an hour long. And he goes, "I want you to find your favorite James Dean porn. Send me the link." And then we're going to watch it and hit play at the exact same time. And I'm going to talk to you while you watch James Dean do those things to those chick. And then you're going to, like, fuck yourself. And it was so hot. So I sent him the link. And we fast-forwarded to, like, the nine-minute marker because that's when stuff gets really good. Yeah, And... Um, so we hit play at the same time, and then like I started like doing my thing, and I was watching James Dean fuck her, and it was really hot. And he was like holding her face and like eating her out, and making her come over and over again. Yeah. And the whole time, Alex was like talking to me about like what he was doing and what he would do to me if we were there Damn. together. And it was like
0: hot. Does he like jerk off while he's doing uh-huh. that? Does he? Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. Totally there was. Awesome. There was. Some, my mom is calling right now. See. Oh my god. You need to hang that. <laughs> <up>. Swipe. Swipe <laughs> the other way to hang up. Decline. Sorry, mom. mom. She send may or her. may not hear that. Send her,
0: send her to voicemail. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: But anyway, so yeah, we were watching porn together, and like, that was really hot way to do a date. Damn. I recommend that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I highly recommend that. I give you guys props. I just You can't gotta be do. creative when yeah. it's long distance. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. That's our episode for today. We are out of time. But we have some amazing stuff coming up for you. Mm. We have some incredible interviews coming up. Whoa, listeners, it's Dawn. I'm totally cutting in really fast. I wanted to let you know we're going to be having a sweepstakes very, very soon. So stay tuned. Dylan and I are going to be giving away a free copy of Violet Blue's book, The Ultimate Guide to Sexual Fantasy, Both of us are going to sign the book to whoever you want. Details about The Sweepstakes are going to be coming out on the next week's episode, so make sure you stay tuned. Unfortunately, The Sweepstakes is just for U.S. residents because of some laws that we've got to deal with, but still check it out. You'll be hearing from us soon. Stay tuned next week, and I'll get back to the episode now. We are having, in a couple of weeks, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person on who is a relationship therapist and counselor specializing in kink, in poly, non-monogamy, and queer couple therapy and counseling. And I've met this person, and we've hung out, and they are completely amazing. They have one of the best websites for healthy relationships and maintaining you know, good relationships and communication that I've ever seen. So we'll be having an interview with this fabulous person coming up. Details will be on the website. And then in a couple of weeks, we are interviewing the sex educator from SheBop, the sex positive shop that's in Portland, Oregon. They have one of the largest sex education programs in the United States. They have some of the hugest sex educators and sex authors coming through their shop and doing these amazing sessions. When I was out there last year, I went to one of their classes Phenomenal. So AJ from Shebop is going to be on, and AJ wants to answer all your questions about body-safe materials, about mm. toys, the best toys on the market, the way to use the toys, different types of, like, body-safe lubes that are out there. So if it has to do with any kind of product or toy or getting recommendations on vibrators or strap-ons or anything like that... AJ from Shebop is going to be on answering all of your questions and sharing all things, toys and body safe materials and all that kind of stuff with us. Um, And then we've got some other listener questions and comments. And the best of the best is on February 1st, we will be airing our one year anniversary episode. What? Woohoo! Where we are going to be sharing some of our favorite moments from the past year and some of our thoughts and recapping a couple of moments from the episodes that we loved so much. So if you guys have any questions or comments that you want us to cover, let us know. But February 1st, you gotta stay tuned and you're gonna hear all of our favorite moments from the past. Hell yeah. There have been many great moments. Oh my God.
0: And I think by the time this airs, we would have already attended the Mid-Atlantic Leather Convention in Washington, D.C. Exactly. Exactly. Be looking forward to hearing about that in the future. Hit it and quit it. Yep,
1: in a couple weeks. So the website, sexgetsreal.com, is going to have all of the resources that we talked about today. So there's going to be links to the BDSM events. There's going to be links to the Bustle article on Pornhub. There is going to be all of the information about all the different conferences. I will be sharing information on female condoms and... Um, the onions really funny open relationship video, which is so wonderfully offensive and amazing, but you can also go to sexgetsreal.com to email us anonymously or not, or you can call or text us at 747-444-1840 and we look forward to hearing from you and you will hear from us very soon. Yay. Okay, well, this is Dawn. And this is Dylan. And this is Sex Gets Real.